0: it's a new semester and you're just starting your freshman year at college you go to your first college party and an upperclassman gives you a bag of what looked like dried mushrooms and says that you should try some because they could really help with the stress you're feeling from being at college and being in a new place so you try some and of course You have hallucinations, but along with those hallucinations, you have feelings of euphoria, peacefulness, and as you yourself describe it, a spiritual awakening. Afterwards, once the psilocybin is out of your blood, you ask yourself, why do I no longer have the anxiety that I used to? Well, let's talk about that on today's episode of The Science Behind That. Welcome to The Science Behind That with Atticus Hamilton. Hello all you scientists out there and welcome back to the sixth and final episode of our six-part drug mini-series. And as you heard from the intro, we're talking about psilocybin, which is honestly like one of my favorite drugs to talk about. Um... Now, I've never used psilocybin, um, but it is one of my favorite drugs to study and to talk about because, one, it comes from a mushroom, and I consider myself a, uh, an amateur mycologist, and I, I, I really like fungi. They're really cool two it has a range of beneficial medical applications and three it is probably one of the most unfairly demonized drugs on the planet um and to give you an example of um you know of that let's run through what countries psilocybin is legal in now i would say illegal in but that is half the world so that would be a long time so psilocybin is completely legal in b in the bahamas brazil uh british virgin islands jamaica the netherlands nepal samoa and i believe that's it <laughs> yep that's it now mind you there are several countries where like the legality of it is weird because it's either illegal but not enforced or decriminalized but not technically legal um for example in the united states possession is illegal federally but it has been decriminalized in Anna ann arbor michigan denver colorado oakland california santa cruz california somerville and cambridge massachusetts and washington dc it is legal in oregon and decriminalized in oregon for rec recreational use um and so the question then is why is it illegal in so many of these countries? I can't tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I, I honestly couldn't tell you because if we're being honest, psilocybin is less deadly than weed. Psilocybin is less dangerous than marijuana, less dangerous than caffeine, far less dangerous than alcohol, far less dangerous than nicotine, yet it is one of the most banned substances in the entire world um but without before we get ahead of ourselves for the fellow chemistry fanatics out there let's talk about what its chemical formula is the chemical formula for psilocybin is carbon 12 hydrogen 17 nitrogen 2 oxygen 4 phosphate and uh its molar mass is 284.25 grams per mole and it is water soluble Now, psilocybin doesn't do anything in the body, but its metabolite psilocin is what does all of the things that is associated with psilocybin, right? And so, psilocin's formula is carbon twelve, hydrogen sixteen, nitrogen two, oxygen one. And so, what does psilocin do? It causes euphoria, peacefulness, a spirit, a spiritual awakening. Um, rapid emotional changes derealization which is basically like a disconnect from reality depersonalization which is a feeling of disconnect from yourself um, dilated pupils vertigo drowsiness decreased concentration muscle weakness loss of coordination new sensations nausea paranoia confusion hallucinations and amesis which is vomiting so that was fun, wasn't it? The half-life of psilocybin is four to six hours, and the, um, the time between ingesting it and before your first, uh, I don't want to call them symptoms, effects appear, is uh, 30 minutes. So let's get into, we, we've talked about what it does, but let's actually get into what it does to the brain from a physiological perspective. So psilocybin bi- or psilocin, excuse me, binds to pretty much every region of the brain, but it does bind to the prefrontal cortex with heightened specificity. And what it binds to are serotonin receptors throughout the brain. Um, now it does bind to some vision receptors in the occipital lobe, which is what causes the visual hallucinations, and it does bind to some auditory receptors in the temporal lobe, which is what causes the um, auditory hallucinations. But generally, it binds to uh, serotonin receptors throughout the prefrontal lobe uh, or prefrontal cortex, and. What this does is it increases the expression of serotonin in the brain. So, you know, this causes the feelings of euphoria, drowsiness, happiness, right, Um, peacefulness, and the spiritual awakening. But psilocybin does so much more than that. Um, In studies that came from before the Nixon administration in the United States and as recent as this past year in 2018 from the netherlands the united states and uh, france it was determined that in low concentrations psilocybin demonstrated the ability to regenerate neurons in mice right so what does this mean well this means that you could potentially use psilocybin to treat diseases such as alzheimer's or parkinson's maybe even Gehrig's disease all of these diseases in some way cause destruction to neurons and it has been determined that psilocybin can regrow neuronal structures which is very interesting and we don't actually know the mechanism behind that but we do know that it is occurring another thing we do know is that In patients who have chronic depression, 82% of them reported a complete alleviation of their chronic depression two months after one dose of psilocybin. One dose. So we're talking about patients who had been on antidepressants their entire life. They take one dose of psilocybin and they feel happy not just during the time having the psilocybin but for months afterwards additionally psilocybin is non-addictive and you know marijuana is addictive and so and also for some of you who are like marijuana is an addictive atticus it is go listen to my episode about marijuana but um in in all honesty psilocybin has so many medical applications from regenerating neurons potentially in alzheimer's patients parkinson's patients and Lou Gehrig's disease patients to alleviating depression and chronic anxiety as well as a host of other things stuttering stuttering that comes from a um purely cognitive basis can be we have examples of it that demonstrate that psilocybin can stop stuttering in individuals that stutter because of a neurological impairment and so the more research we do on this the more we discover uh or the more applications of psilocybin we discover um and so i think the the natural place to go next is you know why is it so um I guess attacked victimized in society and ladies and gentlemen I wish I could tell you but I I honestly do not know why psilocybin is so demonized in society but it is without a doubt one of the most demonized substances. So ladies and gentlemen as a recap not only is psilocy- can psilocybin be used as a recreational drug, it demonstrates potential to be used in medical applications that require new growth of neurons, right? Increasing memory because of that new gross- growth of neurons, treating depression, cre- treating chronic anxiety, and a whole host of other psychological and physiological ail- or and uh, neurophysiological ailments of the brain. And all of this without the addiction, you know, psilocybin is not addictive. And as far as my research showed, there has never been a single case of somebody dying directly from an overdose of psilocybin. So ladies and gentlemen, while I'm not condoning drug use, I hope this episode was educational for you guys. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode on psilocybin. Uh, have a wonderful monday everybody and i will see you guys on friday with another episode of the science behind that and as always remember stand up and question everything